It's not that he's leaving Oklahoma City. It's the team that he's going to. And Chris Broussard, you've covered this league too long. I don't know how in God's name you can sit there and say <laughs> that it's a similar situation how to what LeBron not? experienced LeBron in Cleveland. The it's not the same. And not only that, there were more things that were going on in Cleveland on a personal level, which right. you know just as well as anybody that influenced LeBron leaving Cleveland too. What's KD's excuse? Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Reporting live from the gutter, the BB Podcast with BBA and Potatoes. What's going on, guys? This is uh, BBA and Potatoes here, along with episode four. Hola. Of the BB podcast. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> I just had some Mexican food. I'm feeling very festive right now. Oh, man. Ciao. I think, wait, that means goodbye. I don't know how to say hello in Italian, but uh, I just had some Olive Garden, some breadsticks, some salad. Ah, some endless, endless uh, breadsticks and salad over there. It wasn't endless, but it felt I ate a lot. So, <laughs> so it was endless. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it endless. But. Nice. Yeah, well, it's uh, been a little while since we recorded. A lot of stuff has happened since our last episode, namely the NBA draft and most of free agency, culminating with Kevin Durant's KD Trey's decision yesterday to go ahead to the Golden State Warriors, which we'll get to a little later in the podcast. Uh, I know I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about that, as well as Dwight Howard leaving Houston and some other new arrivals from my New Orleans Pelicans to your Houston Rockets. Mm, for sure, for sure. So let's go ahead and kick it off with uh, a quick recap of what happened during the NBA draft. So Ben Simmons, widely expected to be taken number one, was taken number one, and... Um, do you think he's do you think he's NBA ready to make an immediate impact as it is? Because I'm not sure if, you know, his offensive abilities he, he's not a great scorer. It's it's not a secret that he cannot shoot a consistent jump shot. You know, people maybe compare him to LeBron in that respect, but I don't know. Do you think that he has uh, the ability to make an immediate impact? Oh, I think so, of course. He has the skill set. He definitely has the tools. Sorry, got a little sidetracked there. Uh, yeah, he definitely does have the uh, the skill set and the tools to become an immediate impact player in today's NBA. I know Brett Brown was talking about, openly talking about putting him as the point guard, uh, starting point guard immediately out the gate for Philly to see him in a, a Magic Johnson sort of uh, role. And I think I'm excited to see him with those athletic bigs to see what they can do. Um they won't be a good team, obviously, at this next year. But I do see the potential for him just be, being a beast, you know, maybe a triple-double machine. So so the grip I have about Minnesota, um, you know, Minis- uh, Milwaukee, and, you know, even the 76ers, is, you know, we all know they have the potential. But to me, as, as a consumer of the NBA, they're not TV-ready. I don't want to go watch them. They're, they're a raw product. So when do they become – their um their expected selves well first of all let me say that i like what all three of those teams are doing they're doing it they're building a team the right way organically through the draft agreed getting players and developing developing them i am so excited to see minnesota i mean come on i love rubio i love rubio 
hate to see him go, but to think of Chris Dunn running that fast break with those wings and seeing Zach Levine throw alley-oops to Andrew Wiggins or vice versa, like I'm just excited to see them blow up. I agree with you. They're still raw. They're still not ready. But you give them three, three – in three years, they if they keep that core, they will be the cream of the crop in the NBA, barring any other super teams uh, forming elsewhere. But Minnesota over Milwaukee? I think so. I don't I, think so. I, I know like the, the draw with the Greek freak, and now you have Ton Maker if he pans out. But that's just a lot of athleticism. You have – you have high basketball IQs, and you have good, I think, better young players in Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a monster. Chris Dunn is, I mean, I'm just projecting this because he hasn't played an NBA game yet, but to think of his defense and then running that break is scary. It is. Um, hmm, that's interesting. No, I, I, I like I like what you're saying. I, I do agree that Minnesota will be, should be a powerhouse. And I forgot now that Tibbs is their coach. Right. So um, he's definitely going to use them all properly, and and all that all that athleticism going towards team defense. I mean, they they're going to be scary, in in my opinion. That's true, but can they with the <clears throat> bomb that was dropped on the NBA world yesterday? Can, can they right. can they tackle the Golden State Warriors? Not in the next two or three years. No, I mean. The Warriors have the makings of a dynasty, and we'll get to that. I Just real quick before we get to the big news of KD, I just want to hear your thoughts on your Houston Rockets as they stand today. Uh, maybe a prediction of what seed they will be in the West next year, if even. My prediction is we don't make the playoffs. Okay. We don't. I like our pickups. Dwight's gone. We utilized him like an idiot. He could have been better. I don't know. I see. I don't know what everybody's deal is with Dwight. I think it's a very obvious how to utilize him. I don't know if it's he doesn't understand what his limitations are, but we used him poorly. Um, every play should have been Howard Harden pick and roll. Ryan yeah. Anderson is the stretch four we needed. Eric Gordon could be our second All Star. So, good riddance to Eric Gordon. Sincerely, every fan, every person in New Orleans. I mean, I don't wish ill upon anybody, but man, I'm just glad to see him go. He he was a disaster from start to finish in New Orleans. Uh, good luck with his knee issues. If he's on the court, he is a productive player. And I like your offense with so many shooters and so much spacing, but I just don't see how a ball-dominant guard or player such as James Harden can can orchestrate that. Because uh, who's your point guard right now? Is it going to be... Beverly. Is it going to be Beverly still? I still think you're missing one piece. Like you have the offense, but like where's the defense going to come from? No, Ryan not, Anderson, yeah, yeah, is he's not a defensive player. Eric Gordon, not really. James Harden, definitely not. So like you still need a few key players there. I think you're in the playoffs, maybe as an eight or seven seed. Um, but yeah, I think Dwight leaving is bigger than. What people are making out, to, making it out to be. I think so too. I think that Daryl Morey was listening to our podcast. I think it was episode two where we talked about <laughs> what you need in the NBA, and I said you just need a bunch of shooters. You don't need to set it anymore. You don't need a point guard. I think, I think James Harden should just be the point guard. Just let him handle the ball. Put Eric Gordon around him. Put Trevor Reese around him. Put Ryan Anderson around him. Let Compella get their rebounds. There you go. Yeah. 
but we're gonna have to beat you 130 to 125. Right, and that's, that's the not drawback. the recipe. Yeah, that's not the recipe. Because what people forget about Golden State with and all this offense is they actually are, if not the top, one of the top three defensive teams in the league in the past two years. So, so yeah, they're scoring a lot, but they're also not allowing 128 points a game as well. Okay. So then what's the formula for defensive success? Because none of those players, I mean, they only have one standout defender on that team. What is the, in the Spurs as well, none of them are, except for one standout defender, what's the formula to be a successful defensive team in the, in the NBA? I think you touched on it. You need that one lockdown guy, like a Kawhi, LeBron, or a Draymond, who can switch. But I think you also need multiple guys who are willing to switch and who can switch. If you can switch multiple positions on multiple screens, I think that's a huge advantage right uh, right now in the NBA. And honestly, I think a lot of it is just pure effort. Like all these guys are elite athletes and you look at James Harden's frame and what he can do and his footwork on the offensive end. If he just puts the effort on, on the defensive end, I mean, I think he can be a top defender in the NBA. That might be a bold prediction, but I, I truly believe that. I think a lot of it is just effort. You you want to have you need to have guys who want to play team defense. Exactly, and I think you kind of just need my my personal defensive philosophy is you don't need to be the best defender. You just need to be in front of your guy where you just shuffle your feet. Right, you know? right. Just psychologically, yeah. your presence makes him question his shot as it is. As the great Mark Jackson always says, "Hand down, man down." But if his hands are up, that's even better. <laughs> So. <laughs> big props to MJX. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely something to to watch next year with all these free agents moving around, and seeing how the landscape of the NBA, the race for second place is what I'm calling it. Right. So, <laughs> so with this bomb that was dropped on the NBA, with KD saying he's going to go to the Warriors, is why do you think that? Actually, Potatoes posed this question. I'm going to ask it, though, but he, give him credit for it. That, You're so that, gracious. Yeah, of course. Of course, I am. I'm a great guy. So why do you think that players get crucified? Like LeBron was crucified when he left to join a super team, but Pat Riley won executive of the year. R.C. Buford won executive of the year when LaMarcus came. Why is that? Yeah, same with Danny Ainge when he put the 08 Celtics get together. Uh, I... I've been wondering about that. I thought about that earlier this week, and I don't know. It It's really a phenomenon where these guys, these guys are, they have, what, 12 years if you're a really good player. On average, if you're a good player in the NBA, maybe 8 to 10 years to make your money and to go get a championship. And you want to put yourself in the best possible situation where you can do that. And, and like you were saying, if you're a LeBron or KD or top tier player and you go to a team to buddy up with some other good players to win a championship, you just get destroyed in the media and by the fans and you get your jersey burned and it's just an ugly situation. But on the other side of the, the coin, the GM's just sitting there and the executives are sitting there getting all this praise for putting this team together. You don't ever hear about Pat Riley getting blasted except for this offseason when he wasn't when he was not able to get Kevin Durant think about that he's getting blasted for not being able to get Kevin Durant whereas if Kevin Durant went and teamed up with Dwayne Wade and brought another superstar and had Hassan Whiteside that could be seen as the same thing as why are you why are you leaving um the Thunder the Oklahoma City 
I, I yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think um, it's it's not. I, I think part of it is the Michael Jordan effect on the NBA, where as a superstar, you're expected to lead a team around you, no matter who's around you and how great they are. People like Scottie Pippen yeah. was still with Michael Jordan. He still had great shooters around him, um, but it, it's it's not. I, when you look at the rosters of the NBA teams that have won actually won championships in the last ten years, I think the um, the 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 I forgot what's what's the word I can't even speak English right now the the outlier <laughs> there you go is Dallas how so because they didn't have the like the teams that won the championships have had the consistently the best rosters in the NBA they've had the best okay. players you could argue maybe San Antonio didn't the way Popovich utilized them it doesn't really matter but Dallas is the only All team right. that did not have the best players and. And they still won a championship. Yeah, it's it's just it's just dumb. It, it makes no sense to me how a guy who's trying to maximize his opportunity in a limited uh, frame of time goes to a team to get a championship, and he is just, oh, you can't do that. You know, it, that's that's not the right way. And I understand that to to a point where, as a fan, I want to see competition. I want to see every every team have their guys and going at each other instead of everyone getting together and, you know, becoming the super team. Because like I was saying last year, I don't like watching Golden State games when it's a 30-point blowout. I mean, I'll turn oh, it off in the it. third quarter. I, I just don't – it's not good basketball because all the backups are playing and then there's lackadaisical ball movement, you know. It's just not the same quality as if it's a nail-biter in the fourth quarter or even like a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. But – I don't blame Kevin Durant. I don't like the move. I think he should have stayed in Oklahoma City. But, I mean, it's his life. Live yours. Let him do what he wants to do. I think he made the smart move. He didn't make the, quote, right move, which is to stay there and continue to try to be a hometown. Not a hometown hero, but your yeah. you know, franchise. You're adopted. You're yeah, right. Your adopted home. Be the hero of your adopted home. I think he made he, he proved that, you know, he's not above his ego. He proved that he's all about. He really is all about winning right now, and uh, I think absolutely he made the. He's going to win a championship. Can we give some credit to Jerry West? I don't know if you heard what uh, Jerry West was recruiting him with, but Jerry West pulled some incredible stats. It would have gotten in my head if he said those same things to me. Because Jerry Jerry West is in the same position as Kevin Durant or was. I think the he was a part of nine finals and only won one. So he was one and eight in the finals. He knows how Kevin Durant feels, and he was pulling up the stat I read um, yesterday in an article that, and this is a really really specific stat. I'm really impressed. Kevin Durant is leads the league in the last I think year or two years in taking a shot when a defender is within one to two feet of him. Mm. He leads the league in that stat, and Russell Westbrook leads the league in taking a shot after dribbling seven or more times which is which is crazy because if you think about those two stats together what does that mean that means russell westbrook is a ball dominant guard dribbling up the court trying to find his own shot or trying to find something and after seven or eight dribbles when the clock is down to two or zero he'll either take the shot or pass it to durant who has no option but to just throw it up with the guy in his face so if you think about what jerry west is trying to say jerry west is saying if you come to Golden State, you'll never have that problem because 
we are free-flowing, moving offense. No one's going to double-team you. If, if they double-team you, we still score. If they double-team Clay or Steph, you're open. So you're going to just... You, like the weight of your of the world is going to be off your shoulders, is what he's saying. So I applaud Jerry West for pulling that stat and selling that to KD. He also mentioned that he's also one of the greatest players to almost never win a championship, and how much it haunted him. Even to how much those other championships even haunt him to this day. If somebody told me, I think everybody's goal is to kind of start their own company, do their own thing one day. But, you know, if somebody told me, you know, when you're excelling at a, you know, to your current company or your current position, if they told me, like, it's ha- having been in that position before, if you don't do your own thing, it's going to haunt you for the rest of your life, I would really, really have to think hard about that. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, w- I would probably pull that move. I would probably pull the same move. So, I mean, props to the executives for doing what they're doing. The players are unfairly good and criticized, but, you know, there's, there's a formula there. And I think the formula is the best roster wins. And they've realized it. Yeah, it's and, not a cheat code. And, and yeah, and I'm not, I'm definitely definitely not advocating all these super teams because as a fan of my team and then a casual fan of the rest of the NBA, just watching the rest of the teams play, I, I want to see two good guys on each team play each other and guard each other. I want to see Melo guard LeBron. I don't want to see Melo LeBron Chris Paul D Wade super team because it'll be fun for. To watch the offense, but then there's no competition, you know? Like, you're just watching a blowout, and then you're going to turn it off in the halfway through, through the third quarter anyway. So, I so, think it just di- dilutes the rest of the NBA. So, should the NBA, I 100% agree with you, but should the NBA have the power to stop this kind of trade? That hits oh, home with me. Yeah, uh, the veto. It hits home with me being a Pelicans fan because when the Hornets were here, the league actually owned the Hornets when Chris Paul wanted out, and David Stern gave his famous basketball reasons, um, Godfather mob quote, when he vetoed the the trade to L.A. And that was different, obviously, obviously because the league owned the Pelicans, so they were acting on behalf of the Pelicans. I don't think the league should be able to veto trades, except for that scenario. When it's two teams who were actually owned by separate owners, and there's, even if it seems like it's collusion, because you, you can argue this is collusion right here, sending KD. I mean, you couldn't really argue that because it's free agency. But I mean, some people are saying that, oh, it's collusion, that they're putting all these good players on a team. I, it's within the rules. I mean, the rules to deter that are, are money. Either players take a pay cut or the owner pays a huge luxury tax. So there are rules to deter that right now. If they still want to do it, then I say go ahead. So, th- th- I mean, that that's to me is the same thing as flopping. You know, you could do it, but we're going to find you if you do do it. Nobody's going right. to stop flopping, you know? Yeah. I think the NBA should have the power to veto this kind of thing. No it shouldn't way. Have happened. No yeah. way. No, absolutely. You, this is, honestly, this makes me, like, after this, I, I don't care about Ryan Anderson. I don't care about Ori Gordon. I don't want to watch, you know, like, what am I going to gain from watching other teams yeah. play when I already know what's going to happen in the end is – Golden State's going to win the championship this year. This makes me want to watch basketball less. I'm not going to turn on TNT and see, oh, Portland's playing uh, gold, uh, what the Clippers. I'm not going to watch that game. Why? I still think I still think the product of other games on TV will be good. Like you'll still watching watch an entertaining basketball game if you see an ESPN alert. You know, going to the fourth quarter, tied. It's San Antonio versus Cleveland. You'll still watch it. 
I agree with what you're saying in the end. You know 98% of it the way it's going to be Golden State winning. But I, I don't know. I, I think people will people will always still watch. They like to consume. They like to talk about the outcomes. They like to see good players play. I mean, it's just like, yeah, people do. But, you know, it's like if you go to a, what? I, I totally tournament. hear you. I hear you, though. I hear you, though. Like I, You said your kid be... to a tournament. You said your kid to, like, a piano recital or a chess tournament or whatever. And it's like, okay, you know, good job. You know, you're doing great. <laughs> but you know they're going to get their ass kicked by that child prodigy. Like, you know what's going to happen. Like, what's Wait, the point? Are you speaking from experience right now, BBA? Yeah, because I have – actually, you know what? There's this guy <laughs> I played. Opening up childhood wounds? There's this guy I played. Yeah, there are all these child prodigies that you just do. You could not beat. The guy, this guy I played when I was 12 – he played. He just lost to Roger Federer yesterday in Wimbledon. Like I knew I had no chance. Let's let's just clear this up. BBA was a child prodigy in tennis way back in the day, back in the early two thousands. Till he had a. Did you tear your ACL or did you just crap out? <laughs> I didn't. I, I was not. It was. <laughs> it was not injury related. Why I quit? Let's just say that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, but it's. I wasn't a child prodigy. I just didn't think anybody could beat me. But it was. He's you being know, modest. He, he was he was ranked nationally. It, that, I mean, what I was ranked nationally is a different story. But yes, I was <laughs> ranked nationally. But it's it's to me, it just yeah, like you said, it waters down the competition. Like these other teams aren't getting a chance. It's unfair for these other players. They're yeah. not getting a chance on a nightly basis to showcase their talent against the best. You know, they're yeah. getting second best, third best. It comes it comes down to competition. What I, what I want to see on the screen in front of me are. The best players going at it, making each other better, putting a good product out for the NBA. And I think blowouts are not the answer to that. It'll be interesting uh, going off your pro veto stance. If if the ratings and the viewership goes down this next season because everyone wants to watch the Warriors and no one else, it'll be interesting if they put some rules in place where there are some sort of NBA vetoes for super teams in the future. But, okay, can you name one matchup this year where, okay, last year you could put Golden State against Cle- against a healthy Cleveland and say that's a fair, that's that's somewhat of a fair matchup. Yeah. Is there any team you could say where you could you would turn the TV on, Golden State's playing, and you wouldn't say, okay, Golden State's just going to kick their ass? I only say San Antonio because I always give Pop the benefit of the doubt, and that's the only reason why. If it wasn't, I mean, if it wasn't San Antonio, if it wasn't Pop, I would say no. But no, you're right. I I don't think they're going to cruise to 73 wins. I think I, there will be I think there will be chemistry issues and other maybe injuries, but I don't see them losing, man. Okay. Here's where I disagree with you. I I think they'll go 77 and 5 this year. That's my prediction. The bold prediction. I think that See, the thing with LeBron and D-Wade when you have all these superstars coming together, LeBron is a player that needs the ball. Dwayne Wade's a player that needs the ball. They're not, you know, they don't come off screens that they yeah. they're ball dominant players. Every single one of these guys can come off the ball and play. Yeah. Clay doesn't. Need, Clay might not even ever dribble the boss ball again. <laughs> like the scary, the scary thing to me is, who who are you going to double? Like if you double anybody, that's three points the other way. So every think about that. If you do, if your defensive strategy is I'm going to double or I'm going to press, okay, that's three points, right there. Just or not even double. It's you got to just. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no rotating. It, it's just, yeah, you're, you're right. The team is scary, but I just, I just people, 
since they did it last year, people are taking it incredibly taking it for granted how hard it is to get above seventy wins. Who's the MVP on that team next year? On on the Golden State Warriors. People are saying Russell Westbrook is going to be the MVP. I hundred percent do not agree. He's going to have a monster year. He's not going to be an MVP candidate or top MVP if, candidate. If he if he has a monster year, almost averages a triple double. He will. And the Thunder get the second seed with like say sixty one wins. Is he MVP? Yeah, absolutely. But okay. that's not going to happen. The the, the the last thing which you said, the sixty one wins part is that's not going to happen. I agree. I think I agree. I'll make a bold prediction right now. Russell Westbrook will be the second. If the roster stands as it is, they don't acquire another superstar. Russell Westbrook will be the second person to ever average a triple double in the NBA. Yes, and I, I think he. I'll make the prediction that a lot of people are are making. He will not finish this next season on the Thunder. He's going to get dealt either to the Lakers or somewhere else. I don't because think so. he's not extending his contract. So Sam Presti knows he's not going to stay here in free agency. It's going to be the next. The same thing next year with his free agency. So, right. like, why not? Why not get assets for him? Right, but the financial terms of this contract are different from the terms of a new contract that he would sign. It's when you extend it, you're not getting the. If he were a free agent, he would re-sign with the Thunder on the new contract they would give him based on the new TV deal. I think it's a weird something like. What well, they they offered him the uh they offered him eight million to match the max this year, and um so yeah they they offered him eight million to match the max, and. In return, he would add the two years, one plus one opt-out. So that would essentially bring him to where KD was. So he finishes this year. Then he goes into next year in the same position where he has the, the opt-out, where he can go into free, free agency as a 10-year vet instead of a 9-year vet and get that extra, I think it's 35% of the cap instead of 30. But but essentially what he's, what he's saying is it's, his, he'll get the max for this year, next year, and then be able to opt out. And he's not taking that deal. So people are saying that because he's not taking that deal, he wants to have his own free agency and test the waters next year. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? No, I, I agree. He, he, I think he's doing the right thing for himself. I don't think he'll be on the Thunder all of next year. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I think if he stays on the Thunder, he will definitely average a triple-double. But depending on where he goes, he, he might have... I don't know who. I mean, people are saying the Lakers, but I just don't know. So, given the, the given this information, given the, what KD just did, do you think Oklahoma, who laid out the blueprint for building through the draft, will, do you think they'll be too scarred to try to do it again, or do they just go for superstars? The problem is, uh, the superstars won't want to go there, so they like, have to if, rebuild through the draft. They have to. Like, who? What superstar is going to want to go from a New York, Miami, LA? to Oklahoma City. I mean, it, it sucks because, like, that was the right... They, they, they haven't been rewarded for what they did. They did an amazing thing. They, exactly, they built organically through the draft, laid the blueprint for the Minnesotas of the world, the Orlandos of the world before this debacle trade that they just did, um, and the Milwaukee's of the world. And, and they were never rewarded with a championship. Some of it was bad luck with injuries. Some of it just... They faced better teams like the Warriors and the Spurs in the playoffs. But uh, it just sucks, man. I, I kind of wanted one for the city of Oklahoma. I mean, the city of Oklahoma City. That's true. That's true. But you know what? You know, Algo, do you know who my MVP of this year is? This next hmm. coming year is going to be? 
Anthony I'm Davis. To, I'm gonna have to tell you next time. Oh, right. I'm gonna have to well, keep you. I'm gonna have to keep you on your toes, man. The teaser, I like it. Okay, I. I'll, I'll make my guesses for uh, next episode. All right. It's a, it's a surprise one. I like it. And we also will have to get into some more free agency talk because aside from KD, there were also a lot of other good moves. Um, a lot of moves in the East to see where those teams are going. And we will be getting into some summer league basketball as well as we know the Olympics are coming up. So stay tuned for Olympics coverage. Sounds good. We got a full plate of stuff that's not dominated by KD to talk about on the next episode. So um, let us know what you think about this podcast. And, you know, if you want to email, if you want to find out who the MVP is, better listen to the next episode. Good sign off. All right. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Much love. Peace.